Chapters nineteen through twenty two of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marian Martin. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book One. Translated by Alexander Roberts and William H. Rombo. Chapter nineteen passages of scripture by which they attempt to prove that the supreme father was unknown before the coming of christ one i judge it necessary to add to these details also what by garbling passages of scripture they tried to persuade us concerning their propator who was unknown to all before the coming of christ their object in this is to show that our lord announced another father than the maker of this universe whom as we said before they impiously declare to have been the fruit of a defect for instance when the prophet isaiah says but israel hath not known me and my people have not understood me they pervert his words to mean ignorance of the invisible bithus and that which is spoken by hosea there is no truth in them nor the knowledge of god they strive to give the same reference and there is none that understandeth or that seeketh after god they have all gone out of the way they are together become unprofitable they maintain to be said concerning ignorance of bithus also that which is spoken by moses no man shall see god and live has as they would persuade us the same reference two for they falsely hold that the creator was seen by the prophets but this passage no man shall see god and live they would interpret as spoken of his greatness unseen and unknown by all and indeed that these words no man shall see god are spoken concerning the invisible father the maker of the universe is evident to us all but that they are not used concerning that bithos whom they conjure into existence but concerning the creator and he is the invisible god shall be shown as we proceed they maintain that daniel also set forth the same thing when he begged of the angels explanations of the parables as being himself ignorant of them but the angel hiding from him the great mystery of bithus said unto him go thy way quickly daniel for these sayings are closed up until those who have understanding do understand them and those who are white be made white moreover they vaunt themselves as being the white and the men of good understanding chapter twenty the apocryphal and spurious scriptures of the marcosians with passages of the gospels which they pervert one besides the above misrepresentations they adduce an unspeakable number of apocryphal and spurious writings which they themselves have forged to bewilder the minds of foolish men and of such as are ignorant of the scriptures of truth among other things they bring forward that false and wicked story which relates that our lord when he was a boy learning his letters on the teacher saying to him as is usual pronounce alpha replied as he was bid alpha but when again the teacher bade him say beta the lord replied do thou first tell me what alpha is and then i will tell thee what beta is this they expound as meaning that he alone knew the unknown which he revealed under its type alpha two some passages also which occur in the gospels receive from them a colouring of the same kind such as the answer which he gave his mother when he was twelve years of age wist ye not that i must be about my father's business thus they say 
he announced to them the father of whom they were ignorant on this account also he sent forth the disciples to the twelve tribes that they might proclaim to them the unknown god and to the person who said to him good master he confessed that god who is truly good saying why callest thou me good there is one who is good the father in the heavens and they assert that in this passage the eons receive the name of heavens moreover by his not replying to those who said to him by what power doest thou this but by a question on his own side put them to utter confusion by his thus not replying according to their interpretation he showed the unutterable nature of the father moreover when he said i have often desired to hear one of these words and i had no one who could utter it they maintain that by his expression one he set forth the one true god whom they knew not further when as he drew nigh to jerusalem he wept over it and said if thou hadst known even thou in this thy day the things that belong unto thy peace but they are hidden from thee by this word hidden he showed the abstruse nature of bythus and again when he said come unto me all ye that labour and are heavy laden and i will give you rest and learn of me he announced the father of truth for what they knew not these men say that he promised to teach them three but they adduced the following passage as the highest testimony and as it were the very crown of their system i thank thee o father lord of heaven and earth because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them to babes even so my father for so it seemed good in thy sight all things have been delivered to me by my father and no one knoweth the father but the son or the son but the father and he to whom the son will reveal him in these words they affirm that he clearly showed that the father of truth conjured into existence by them was known to no one before his advent and they desired to construe the passage as if teaching that the maker and framer of the world was always known by all while the lord spoke these words concerning the father unknown to all whom they now proclaim chapter twenty one the views of redemption entertained by these heretics one it happens that their tradition respecting redemption is invisible and incomprehensible as being the mother of things which are incomprehensible and invisible and on this account since it is fluctuating it is impossible simply and all at once to make known its nature for every one of them hands it down just as his own inclination prompts thus there are as many schemes of redemption as there are teachers of these mystical opinions and when we come to refute them we shall show in its fitting place that this class of men have been instigated by satan to a denial of that baptism which is regeneration to god and thus to a renunciation of the whole christian faith two they maintain that those who have attained to perfect knowledge must of necessity be regenerated into that power which is above all for it is otherwise impossible to find admittance within the pleroma since this regeneration it is which leads them down into the depths of bythus for the baptism instituted by the visible jesus was for the remission of sins but the redemption brought in by that christ who descended upon him was for perfection and they allege that the former is animal but the latter spiritual and the baptism of john was proclaimed with a view to repentance but the redemption by jesus was brought in for the sake of perfection and to this he refers when he says and i have another baptism to be baptized with 
and I hasten eagerly towards it. Moreover, they affirm that the Lord added this redemption to the sons of Zebedee, when their mother asked that they might sit, the one on his right hand and the other on his left, in his kingdom, saying, Can ye be baptized with the baptism which I shall be baptized with? Paul, too, they declare, has often set forth, in express terms, the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, and this was the same which is handed down by them in so varied and discordant forms. 3. For some of them prepare a nuptial couch, and perform a sort of mystic rite, pronouncing certain expressions, with those who are being initiated, and affirm that it is a spiritual marriage which is celebrated by them, after the likeness of the conjunctions above. Others, again, lead them to a place where water is, and baptize them, with the utterance of these words, Into the name of the unknown Father of the universe, into truth, the mother of all things, into him who descended on Jesus, into union and redemption and communion with the powers. Others still repeat certain Hebrew words, in order the more thoroughly to bewilder those who are being initiated, as follows, Basema chamose baonaora mistadia ruada costa babafort kalashtei. The interpretation of these terms runs thus. I invoke that which is above every power of the Father, which is called light, and good spirit and life, because thou hast reigned in the body. Others again set forth the redemption thus. The name which is hidden from every deity and dominion and truth, which Jesus of Nazareth was clothed with in the lives of the light of Christ, who lives by the Holy Ghost for the angelic redemption. The name of restitution stands thus. Messiah ufaregna memsoeman shaldoer mosomedoea akfranoe psaua jesus natharia the interpretation of these words is as follows i do not divide the spirit of christ neither the heart nor the supercelestial power which is merciful may i enjoy thy name o saviour of truth such are words of the initiators but he who is initiated replies i am established and i am redeemed i redeem myself from this age world and from all things connected with it in the name of yao who redeemed his own soul into redemption in Christ who liveth. Then the bystanders add these words, Peace be to all on whom this name rests. After this, they anoint the initiated person with balsam, for they assert that this unguent is a type of that sweet odour which is above all things. 4. But there are some of them who assert that it is superfluous to bring persons to the water. But mixing oil and water together, they place this mixture on the heads of those who are to be initiated, with the use of some such expressions as we have already mentioned, and this they maintain to be the redemption. They too are accustomed to anoint with balsam. Others, however, reject all these practices, and maintain that the mystery of the unspeakable and invisible power ought not to be performed by visible and corruptible creatures, nor should that of those beings who are inconceivable and incorporeal and beyond the reach of sense be performed by such as are the objects of sense and possessed of a body these hold that the knowledge of the unspeakable greatness is itself perfect redemption for since both defect and passion flowed from ignorance the whole substance of what was thus formed is destroyed by knowledge and therefore knowledge is the redemption of the inner man this however is not of a corporeal nature for the body is corruptible nor is it animal, since the animal soul is the fruit of a defect, and is, as it were, the abode of the spirit. 
the redemption must therefore be of a spiritual nature for they affirm that the inner and spiritual man is redeemed by means of knowledge and that they having acquired the knowledge of all things stand thenceforth in need of nothing else this then is the true redemption five others still there are who continue to redeem persons even up to the moment of death by placing on their heads oil and water or the pre-mentioned ointment with water using at the same time the above-named invocations that the persons referred to may become incapable of being ceased or seen by the principalities and powers and that their inner man may ascend on high in an invisible manner as if their body were left among created things in this world while their soul is sent forward to the demiurge and they instruct them on their reaching the principalities and powers to make use of these words i am a son from the father who had a pre-existence and a son in him who is pre-existent i have come to behold all things both those which belong to myself and others although strictly speaking they do not belong to others but to akamoth who is female in nature and made these things for herself for i derive being from him who is pre-existent and i come again to my own place whence i went forth and they affirm that by saying these things he escapes from the powers he then advances to the companions of the demiurge and thus addresses them i am a vessel more precious than the female who formed you if your mother is ignorant of her own descent i know myself and i am aware whence i am and i call upon the incorruptible sophia who is in the father and is the mother of your mother who has no father nor any male consort but a female springing from a female formed you while ignorant of her own mother and imagining that she alone existed but i call upon her mother and they declare that when the companions of the demiurge hear these words they are greatly agitated and upbraid their origin and the race of their mother but he goes into his own place having thrown off his chain that is his animal nature these then are the particulars which have reached us respecting redemption but since they differ so widely among themselves both as respects doctrine and tradition and since those of them who are recognized as being most modern make it their effort daily to invent some new opinion and to bring out what no one ever before thought of it is a difficult matter to describe all their opinions chapter twenty two deviations of heretics from the truth one the rule of truth which we hold is that there is one god almighty who made all things by his word and fashioned and formed out of that which had no existence all things which exist thus saith the scripture to that effect by the word of the lord were the heavens established and all the might of them by the spirit of his mouth and again all things were made by him and without him was nothing made there is no exception or deduction stated but the father made all things by him whether visible or invisible objects of sense or of intelligence temporal on account of a certain character given them or eternal and these eternal things he did not make by angels or by any power separated from his annoya for god needs none of all these things but is he who by his word and spirit makes and disposes and governs all things and commands all things into existence he who formed the world for the world is of all he who fashioned man he who is the god of abraham and the god of isaac and the god of jacob above whom there is no other god nor initial principle nor power nor pleroma he is the father of our lord jesus christ as we shall prove 
holding therefore this rule we shall easily show notwithstanding the great variety and multitude of their opinions that these men have deviated from the truth for almost all the different sects of heretics admit that there is one god but then by their pernicious doctrines they change this truth into error even as the gentiles do through idolatry thus proving themselves ungrateful to him that created them moreover they despise the workmanship of god speaking against their own salvation becoming their own bitterest accusers and being false witnesses against themselves yet reluctant as they may be these men shall one day rise again in the flesh to confess the power of him who raises them from the dead but they shall not be numbered amongst the righteous on account of their unbelief two since therefore it is a complex and multiform task to detect and convict all the heretics and since our design is to reply to them all according to their special characters we have judged it necessary first of all to give an account of their source and root in order that by getting a knowledge of their most exalted bethus thou mayest understand the nature of the tree which has produced such fruits end of book one chapters nineteen through twenty two